Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see a movie and we don't even fucking think of, we don't even think about it. We don't even think about the movie until we come to the microphone and then unload those marinating thoughts uh, to you, the listener. I'm Robert Anderson. I'm joined today by the, illust- the illustrious world of a blog. Which was the name of my first blog. I'm Mike Burge. Ah, uh, and the illustrious... Uh, Damian Masterson. Yes, you're a newcomer to the episode. We're happy to have you. Thank you. And the other illustrious... Ooh, Diana Jamiro. And you're, you're old-timer. You've been, here for, you've been <laughs> on here for a while now. A not-so-hot take. A not-so-hot take. Uh, and we just saw Ready Player One, a Steven Spielberg joint about, I think, escapism. <laughs> and I'm not really sure what it's even. I'm not even really sure what the movie's trying to say about it. Uh, um, this is a controversial movie in the sense that it has been known to be pulling a lot from pop culture and is adapted from a book. And some people either really dig the book or they viscerally hate it. And the movie seems to be kind of having, I think, almost the same kind of response. But uh, how do you guys feel? Hot takes on. I don't know anybody that hated the book, but... I think some people have the, come on. There's a big backlash now like uh, in response to like gamers, people, not being as well thought of as they were when the book came out in 2011. Oh. So like Gamergate mm-hmm. and like that whole movement kind of changed the perception of the people who this book, who that book was geared towards. I see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game, gamers can be uh, there are a lot. real buttheads. They can be real buttheads. <laughs> it's it's crazy how you just you just want to enjoy the thing. Just enjoy the thing. Yeah, it's super easy. It's nuts. Like this whole entitlement thing. It's crazy. You just watch. You think you like just it. like you deserve it. I guess I should say that uh, Damien and Diana, you guys read the book. Yes. True. Um. So maybe you guys can kind of wrap. So we'd like to do Damien. You might not be aware. We like to do the first part of the episode spoiler free, and then we get into spoilers on the second half after the break. True. So try and keep it as non-spoiler. Don't tell me who dies. Right. You know, we all know mm-hmm. it's Mufasa, mm-hmm. which in this movie Easy. that actually could Easy. be true, but it's not. Uh, so wh- how do you guys feel about the flick? <sighs> the long sigh. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> oh, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deeply, deeply disappointed. So you guys do uh, really like the book, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, all right. I, so I my, my, my coin slot tattoo oh, that shit. I got after Ready Player One came out. Like, I am a diehard fan of this book okay. and, and the audiobook, as read by Will Wheaton. It oh, is sick. <laughs> That's probably really yeah, good. I want to listen it, to yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds great. It yeah, so, is so, very, very good. It is really and fucking good. This movie is not. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that is me. Uh, like, I got, you know, a little bit into it. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get the book I, I read and loved. I'm, no. I'm getting something else. Like, something mm-hmm. very, very different while being the same kind of story. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get into that either. Yeah, and I, 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 I think I might not like Steven Spielberg anymore. I think I, I didn't like the post. And oh, like, really? Because I liked the post. Everyone's but this shit ain't the everyone, post. Everyone in the post was good, and I did not care. Uh that's and fair. The people who weren't like there's a lot of people that didn't care. <laughs> the people who weren't like Bradley Whitford were like wooden. Like, yeah, they're really good actors, and I can see like you're acting very well right now. You're not a character. Mm. And I felt kind of that way in this movie, too. It's like there's a lot of stuff in it that looks amazing. And yeah. I'm not sure if I would have liked the movie a whole lot more if I had never read the book. Diana? Yes, I don't want to get into spoiler territory no. yet, but when we do, I guess we can kind of talk a little bit about some, some of the, of the changes from the book yeah. that I thought that they would keep in. 
Because when I saw the trailer, I knew immediately that they had changed a few things, which mm-hmm. I kind of expected they would. Yeah. Books are always way longer. There's so much more buildup for each character. And you deal with any adaptation. Totally. There's, there's sacrifices. Plus, you know? uh, so Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. If you do check it out, I got into the audiobook because my bud Damien here told me how good the Will Wheaton narrated version was. I can only imagine. And it's really <laughs> fucking good. So I yeah. still highly recommend that. Um... And yeah, I was trying to be like, this could be visually cool and a lot of fun mm-hmm. and I should have fun. But otherwise, you kinda, it just fell a little flat for you. Yeah, but halfway through, I was like, this is kind of bullshit. So <laughs> it's <Urge>. okay. <laughs> As someone who, I mean, you know, you're with this Diana lady a lot. So you probably have heard some things about the book. Not too much. I've been, yeah, been no, kind of keeping it under wraps. I, I knew okay. like next to nothing. So how do you in. feel about the flick? Uh, I like it enough. Yeah. It's a fine little piece of escapism. Uh, it's <laughs> it's got a point, and yeah. like it's making the point, and it's fun to look at. Uh, the references and everything are cool. Some of them are handled very well. Some of them. Some are. of them are handled. I think like we were like laughing out loud or like gasping. Yeah, and that's what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the movie's fine. It's a fine movie. That's, uh, I will watch it again yeah, it someday. Was, it was I'm not okay. rushing back to go see it, but it wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say like it was bad. And that's coming from somebody who I haven't read the book, right? Yeah. So, and I feel like people that do read the book, you, I I haven't read the book, and I can see the seams where like things were taken out or things were rushed up. I can kind of mm-hmm. see like, oh, I bet you this was a thing a here, different. and I bet you they did that just for the movie. And we can talk more about those specifically uh, in the in the second half, but like you know, it's it didn't blow me away. Yeah, but a lot I, of the I liked a lot of the set pieces. I was upset that I wasn't a little bit more like, ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. I was into the characters too, like the five, the high five. Yeah. They call them right, the high five. I think yeah, the movie really has. I think the movie has a lot of moments where it really shines, and I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a spectacle, as yeah. like a blockbuster spectacle, totally. and the references, totally, those were the fun totally bits. Totally works. Like yeah. that stuff is. This like, is a, a good popcorn blockbuster summer movie. Yeah, I do think that there's one reference in particular, um, which we'll get into the spoilers. I did not think they handled well. I think they kind of fundamentally went against what I would think that character is all about. Okay, but we'll talk about it because there might be room to argue. But uh, okay. my impressions of the movie was. Uh, I think it's I, I kind of align with Bird where I'm like it's fine it's fine it's yeah. fine but it didn't knock your socks off oh, it's like no. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna belittle the movie really because like that it's like somebody like showed up it's like I'm not gonna belittle like a person who dresses up like a clown you know like they did their own makeup yeah they stitched their own like There's little like little patch and stuff like that they went through all this clown. work and then they pre- perform all these tricks that they learn and they worked really hard on it and they're doing it pretty much for me and anybody that wants to watch and i'm not going to sit there and be like that was uh, stupid that's stupid what you did because all they're trying to do is make me laugh and make me have a good time it's hard because i think it's dumb it, you're being dumb you stupid clown and you do, do better when you deal with a movie that deals with pop culture, we all, you know, at, you know, four, how many of those five nerds at this table? As five nerds at this table five. alone. There's one, four. two, three, four. As four nerds, I was counting. <laughs> you counting the computer? The computer is the biggest nerd in the room. He is. Yeah. He knows everything. He knows everything. Or she. Or she. Could be a girl. Or, you know, gender mm-hmm. fluid. Who cares? However uh, they identify. Absolutely. Totally cool. Though. I'm down with it. Whatever. Um, but, you know, as people who, we all care a lot about pop culture, and we all care a lot about the nerdy things that we use as escapism. So, 
for holier than thou king Steven Spielberg to make this movie about pop culture, I think it's you know it's it's almost being held at gunpoint for ridicule. Mm. Um, it only dis- there's like a weird like deep fundamental disappointment I have with the movie because it is a film and it's probably the only time we're ever gonna have all of these properties put together and it's. I was just saying this reminded like me a lot movie. of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We were talking about like they'll never do anything like that ever again. And, this, and it's like, oh, like, this is what they do. But that's yeah. the one that you got, and that's cool. This is the one that we're getting for this movie, and it's like, this is it. And you get to the end of it, and like you get to the end of the movie, and like also the end of the movie, the last part of the movie sucks. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's, it kind of sucks. Right? Okay. Eh, yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Damien. It's new, not great. My new friend. Yeah, I knew you guys were not. Objectively so. Yes. But, uh... <laughs> Here I was thinking we would be defending the movie. I was wrong. That's what I came to We're not... Movie. I don't want to spend... I definitely don't want to spend the whole podcast just shitting on the movie because it's not the No. Movie. And it's not a movie worth totally shitting on. Yeah. I think it's not I, Dark Tower. I think it's... No. <laughs> I think the movie is... Uh, it's doing something and I think it's good at doing it. You yeah. might not be interested in watching that thing get done for two hours and 20 minutes. It was a little long, yeah. It's a little long. But, I mean, dude, like, a, you know, it's a, Steven Spielberg does yeah. a great job. Uh, this movie is written by Zach Penn, again, which we just talked about on the Incredible Hulk podcast, where Zach Penn is good at coming up with stories, well, but he's like, not good at writing screenplays. Plus, and he, it, it he wrote said it, it was, with Ernest Klein. He wrote right? it with the author, but then mm-hmm. I was still like, what? The author let them do all those things? Things. Yeah, you gotta speed it up. First movie, yeah. Well, second movie. He like he got fanboys made too. But um, oh, that's right. And like I, in in prep for this movie, I read I read the book again right before it came out, or right before the uh, we're going to the movie, mm-hmm. and I watched Fanboys again. And there's a line at the end of that, like uh, for people who don't know, the whole structure is you know a bunch of people are trying to go see the Phantom Menace before it comes out, mm-hmm. like breaking into Lucas Ranch. Mm-hmm. And the last line of the movie is them sitting down to watch the movie, and they say, "Oh, what if it sucks?" Yeah, and that's kind of the feeling I had that like yeah. there's lots to like like about this movie. Like it to, to me at least, it looks amazing. Right. Um, it really does. Like it's I, fun. I, it I, looks fun. It reminded me a lot of how he shot AI. Where like yeah. the, the worlds that he created. Oh, looked, totally. Looked I was getting amazing. a lot of AI and uh, Tintin. Yeah. You know, because of the mocap and everything yeah. like that, and the effects too are awesome in the this movie are too. Really good. Like they look, those people look like they're, they're not supposed yeah. to look like there's people, a, but they look like, like, a, like they're there. There's like a Roger Rabbit scene where yeah. you have some real world stuff really yeah. melting with the. Mm-hmm. Melting I thought that was the, really well done. I thought it was incredible. I, I was, think it's like the CGI work is just like in Jurassic Park, where it's like it looks tangible, like I can reach out and yeah. touch it. Even it's though, got like weight to it. Even like weird, you know, anime boy. It's just mm-hmm. like you could be Cloud Strife co- cosplay in this room right now. Like it looks that good. Cloud Strife for our Final Fantasy listeners. <laughs> The, the takeaway I had, like, in the movie was what I kind of wanted was, like, Wreck-It Ralph or Scott Pilgrim, where, yes. like, the person making the movie loves all of the references as much as the audience, mm. and I don't think Steven Spielberg is that guy. No. Maybe no. not. He, pl- no. he plugged him in, but he didn't grow up with these. He was the guy making them. It's right. It's like, it's disingenuous in a yeah. way. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, Maybe not going into too much spoilers, but in the book, like, are there pretty like direct references to pop culture in the book as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the, that's the book. Like, it, it just like right? reads it off. It, it is, but it's a hundred times more. 
Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I'll right. tell you, I'm actually really interested to finally get to read the book because I wanted to read. I've wanted to read it for a while, but when I saw that Steven Spielberg was making the movie, I was like, okay, I only get this once. I can read the book for the rest of my life. I yeah. only get like watching a Steven Spielberg movie for the first time once. I want to go in cold. Yeah, and I don't think. I- I don't think you'll not enjoy the book. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to that point. audiobook with Will Wheaton reading that. Yeah. Excuse no, me. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Steven Spielberg thing is interesting because it's both good and bad. I think that this guy knows how to shoot this fun blockbuster popcorny stuff. But I do think that, you know, he already made a movie where he ta- where he like showed like how much the movies that he grew up with and how much he loves them. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Indiana Jones movies. That's mm. he's focusing on like 40s and 50s serials and like fun yeah. adventure stuff. This is very much like, you know, he's referencing like, you know, 10% of the stuff that's referenced in the movie are from Steven Spielberg movies, whether he directed them or produced them. Right. You know, so it's it's a it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. The movie's a mixed bag. It's totally. I mean, he's he's in a way like one of the most capable directors to make a movie like mm-hmm. this. But I, like, you know, the heart, I just don't think is there, mm-hmm. you know? If, if you agree. the same script and had J.J. Abrams make it, have the guy who grew up watching the thing yeah. be yeah. the one to make the thing, yeah. it you it might have at least had more heart to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I wish that for all the 80s, for all the, all the pop culture things that they're using, I almost wish that, like, there is more care given to some of them. Like, he drives a yeah. DeLorean, but no one talks about Back to the Future at all, you know? Yeah. Like, you see you see a whole bunch of different characters, but, like, they're kind of just there, mm-hmm. just doing things. Sometimes they're just used as, like, crazy weapons, and yeah. it's just like, that's not entirely the point mm-hmm. of what they are, and, like, maybe it's, it's leaning I more... Think that's the, I think that's what they're going for in the realistic, into... where it's like, not everybody is into 80s nostalgia yeah. in this movie. It's our main character and the dude that created it are really into 80s nostalgia. Like, everybody else isn't, like, dressed dressing up like Buckaroo Banzai or anything like that. Yeah. They get the reference because it's a pop culture world where all they have is what came before. I mean, I think that's very important that it, like the world is like a post-apocalyptic yeah. kind of thing. Culture has and ceased. Culture has stopped yeah. and they can't create their own and so they look back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the kind of nostalgia escapism that the movie's talking about. You know, and it's not a very complicated idea, but at least it's an idea. This movie didn't have to have an idea. This movie could have just been like, pew, pew, bang, and it's a story. Yeah. This is actually saying something on escapism and the things that aren't real that are very special to us and understanding that they're not real and but they can still be special but what's real is also special like it's yeah. talking about these fun things it, it's got a point and i didn't think the movie was going to have that i thought it was going to be you know, weren't the 80s fun yeah and and it was that but it also had like a little it had a little heart to it well but, that's kind of the moral of the of the book too is mm-hmm. kind of uh yeah you're you're faced with this future where Everything is shitty, so everyone is doing virtual reality all the time as yeah. much as they possibly can. And then there's sort of the flip side of the person who created this was super awkward, lonely, isolated. The people that he did Mark have Mark Rylance is so good in this He movie. is so good. I love Still him show, as that really. part. He is just, he's got a way of saying His, words like, where you're just like, I've never heard anybody say that word like that before. Yeah. It's like Jeff Goldblum on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like absolutely. awkward kind of like cadence. But I like, love that Spielberg uses him in everything now. Like they found each other with Bridge of Spies yeah. and now he's in every Spielberg movie. He seems good for that character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, agree. No, I, I've loved him in everything he's done. He's, he's natural in a way that like nobody else is. Yeah, and Dunkirk too, especially like his is delivery he? of some of those lines. He's the um, he's the dad on the he's boat. dad on the boat. Yeah. Oh shit. That's the one that's yeah. like, son, we can't go back. He's doing it's so back. it's so different. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so clean cut. Yeah. Um But yeah, so just just that I think the moral is the same in the movie and the book, just that you still need to reach out and connect with real people. I, I think in the movie they actually nailed that better. Probably. And, and one, just like that's a good the thing that Spielberg is good at. Like he can he can button things up. But also oh, yeah. we're Oh he is a good last ten yeah. minutes of that movie. Bah, 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 bah. But we're also that much closer to like the coming Oculus Rift future where like this is a thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's that much more pressing to like actually say, you know, the real world is good. Go, go live in the real world as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. honest. Well, 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 before lasts, we yeah. nuke it. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we nuke it. It's, I mean, the real world in that movie, like, I, I do, even though the movie, it spends a lot of time. I I don't want to get called out on, like, saying exposition is bad because exposition no, is it, necessary. No, it does it. It's heavy. It's a lot in this movie because there's a part, it has, like, two openings. Yeah. Because it's, like, it does all the, all the stuff. And it's like, ready player one. And it's like, wait, wait, by the way, we got like at least five more minutes of explaining to do mm-hmm. before we think you guys might understand what this is. And maybe that's because about. they realized that they were cutting chunks out of the book. Yeah, I just, yeah, they had that. There's definitely, they didn't like, give you enough time they're to setting learn up some the stuff stage. It's, it's a lot of anxiety. It's like a lot of like auteur anxiety, though, which I think uh, when we talked, when I talked about Annihilation on the Annihilation podcast, I brought up how I thought the movie has an anxiety that the audience is not going to get it. Yes. And I feel uh, like in this movie, you get another sense of that. And that's why it's, it almost is jarring because, like, Steven Spielberg, I don't think is someone who would ever feel that way. But this movie has some, like, serious, I think, off That's That's uh, Zach Penn. Yeah. That is 100% what he is. He is not good at the page. exposition. Why is do you say that? How good the screenwriter is. Because the screenwriter can figure out a way to work exposition and the rules in the story. And Zach Penn is not good at writing dialogue. He's not good at he's not good at writing scripts. But I like some I like, of his stuff. I like some of his movies though. Zach Penn? Didn't did he work on X Men? And like, he came up with the story. He okay. was like, "Oh, this is uh, they're gonna go here, and they're probably gonna do that." The narrative structure, yeah. yeah. And then the trick or treat guy came in and actually wrote the screenplay. Oh, all right, okay. yeah. Like Zach Damien, Penn's really good at story. Damien really wants to jump in. But, uh, uh, only in that uh, going back and listening to the book again, the first two chapters of the book are all exposition. Yeah, but and like it, it's a lot of world building because first you get the contest set up mm. in chapter one. And then chapter two, setting up the world, like you have a whole lot to plow through before you get to that. So that may also yeah. be Ernest Cline too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's true. Makes uh, sense. I mean, they do, they, it's a complicated they, they world, dump the exposition you know? on you in that first one. You're explaining and then, two worlds in the movie. Yeah. And then you get, uh, and then you get the, um, the, 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 like the next exposition dump is pretty much done all through like an action set piece. Yeah. You know, with the race and everything. I just think that you could have maybe, not to like backseat director, but like maybe you could have the movie really lean heavy in its opening in the Oasis and then kind of like hard cut to how shitty the world is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll just fig you know, people we'll are people are smart. We'll figure yeah. it out, mm-hmm. you know. And so the movie's kind <laughs> Most of Most of the time people think the audience is not smart. I well I mean that's <laughs> that is the problem. Well We're remember just like, too, hey, uh, there yeah. are children and the movie is definitely targeted towards children, towards children as well. Yeah, all, you know, or the child and all of us. The book is definitely I, well, maybe young adult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they they're, the they're making a movie and they're like, oh we need to 
you know, we're going to flash it up. And they're like, we want kids to be able to enjoy this too. That, that That's more tickets to sell. Yeah. Mm. But I, I had particular particular takeaway watching it that this is a movie meant to sell around the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. trying to make it as explainable in cultures that you, know, you can't actually go by an Oculus Rift yet. Mm-hmm. China. Well, I'm sure you can get it there. That's where they make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just go to the Oculus factory. And you'll take, you'll take one. Just go on in there. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, one Oculus, please. Thank you. Um, Are you ready for spoilers? I think, I feel like spo- I think yeah, I think we're ready. We're going to do this quick. All right. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you who dies immediately. So, if you don't want to know. Turn what happens off. in Ready Player One? You haven't read the book and you haven't seen a trailer and you're just like, I don't, even, I don't even fucking know that there's a weird cartoon land in this movie. Turn off, t- throw, t- turn your car into a ditch, throw your phone in the ocean, get out of here. Um, <laughs> if you're not too interested in, if you have seen the movie, drive keep, to the ocean. Drive to the ocean and keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, we'll see you soon. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1993 Steven Spielberg film, Jurassic Park. Oh shit, I wish I could do the theme song right now, but I can't remember it. I could do the hook theme song right now, but I'm not going to do that. Um, Jurassic no, Park. Please do the hook theme song, please. <laughs> I could keep you going. Know the Jurassic Park theme song? It's like, it's really intense. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I remember from that other movie. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with Jurassic Park theme song. I'm familiar with the Jurassic Park theme park from the movie. Um, Pretty fucking dope movie. I was young when I saw it, so it was... I never really got into the second or the third one, Jurassic World, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't remember any of the actors who gives a shit, but uh, the Raptors were, this is so lame. <laughs> it was a good movie. Jurassic Park, unbelievable. This has been another episode of It's Fits. For more on Jurassic Park from the Story Screen family, check out episode 76 of our podcast. And we are back. Talking about Ready Player One, talking about... Uh, talking about the movie Avatar. Spoilers. Spoilers. This is actually just a sequel to Avatar. Uh. It takes place in the same universe, but inside a computer that takes place in James Cameron's Avatar. Not as blue a palette. It's, it's not as blue a palette, it's more <laughs> of a grayscale. No, we're talking about Ready Player One, the movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, this is the spoiler chunk of the episode, and I kind of want to open the floor to Damien and Diana to really tell us why the book is better. Tell us why, tell us some major changes, tell us some things that you're like, I wish this was in there, and it was not. I wish this was not in there, why was this added? Um, Let it rip. I, I, I think what occurred to me watching it is that they took a whole lot out, and they probably didn't take enough out. Like they, they, they shouldn't have been at, like gone, they shouldn't have gone half measures. If you're going to almost create a different a new movie, cool. I get this book I like, and then this other movie that maybe I like too. But like they, they change a lot. Like major set pieces are fundamentally changed, and like a lot of the cool stuff about what are the major set pieces are taken out altogether. Mm. Um, 
And if you were just going to take the world and just make a story that would fit in two hours and 20 minutes, rather than rushing through the book, trying to hit the high points, just to get everything in, including references, I think that might be where a lot of it went off the rails for me. That, like, already knowing the story, none of this was surprising, Mm -hmm. and all of it was done really fast. Like, all of the character moments that are in the book... Are totally sped up. Are, are single yeah. lines at best. Right. I mean, even when he says, like, I love you to the girl, yeah. he's like, huh. There's no buildup. No, it's just like, Plus, oh, they like each other, I guess. All right, so in the book, he's a little bit more of a kid. Like, he is mandated, he's allowed to use his uh, Oasis suit goggles. or goggles yeah. that he gets issued because he's supposed to be going to, quote unquote, school. Mm. So he's supposed to be going to an Oasis school. That in the to, Oasis? Yeah. In the Oasis. Like, oh. like it, if you's poor, oh, you can go to online that, school. They like reference that in the yeah. movie. Right. That's weird that so, he is not doing that. Yeah, so the whole start of the, of the book versus the movie is that he's actually in school. He sees H at school. Irock is a bully at school who's mm-hmm. kind of dumb. Right. And not a big character like they he, are in the he's movie. He's not a paid mercenary. No, he's not a paid no. mercenary. He's like a <laughs> dummy that's actually not that good a gamer, but is always trying to outdo them yeah and and then and like as a piece he, he disappears in the first like third of the book right like he, he's not a uh i don't know a henchman right yeah like, and, and that's like the, the tj miller character right mm-hmm. miller. and, and like, uh and i liked tj miller in the movie that was enjoyable but... yeah i don't like him as a person but no he's no in that movie. no but he's, he's absolutely fine in this yeah yeah but uh but yeah in the book the idea is that uh wade watts he'd be poor he'd be mm. a poor kid so he's got like Jerry rigged ghetto suit. Is his name Wade Owen Watts? Yes. Yeah. So his initials are Wow. Oh, wow. 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 Wild cat. Wow. 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 Um, and then he has to kind of like fake his way to get to places that other characters that are wealthier could just like buy themselves the coinage, buy themselves the upgrade to whatever. Yeah. It, it ends up being a more up by your bootstrap story. Yeah. And the, it ends up like feeling a little bit more like Willy Wonka-ish. Because totally. The, only the movie re- has shades of Willy Wonka as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally Willy Wonka because it's like he is Charlie. He's like yeah. the, the kid that actually cares and deserves to inherit the kingdom. But you see all these other people that well, maybe he, have an he edge sees, on him. He sees the, behind the... He sees like the ex machina. Like totally. He sees inside the machine. And right. He, he starts to see why maybe things are not as good. Well, in this case, it's like, when you see Inside the Machine, it's like, it's way cooler, now I get a fucking key. Like, right. Or like, in the in the book, um, the whole concept of him getting that coin that's an extra life mm-hmm. is like, he has to play an arcade game. And he like, beats the game, and it's for fun. Yeah. And in it's book, not part of the quest, it's just something he finds along the way. In the book, do they tell you five times why the arcade game he's playing is special? <laughs> Because I was about to lose my fucking mind if they told me why Adventure was special. I knew I knew that because I'm and a nerd. And he was telling already. you as he was just, playing each, it. There's like every character has a moment to be like, they're like driving a car in the door and shooting stuff. It's like, by the way, Adventure has a car with me in it. It's got an Easter egg. It's a car. It's an Easter egg. It's just like, guys. With that one, if you didn't over explain it for most people when you got to the end, 
you would have no idea why you're playing an 8-bit game yeah. to get to the mm-hmm. first Easter egg. Right. And like, yes, it is overexplained in the book, but you don't notice it because everything in the book is overexplained. It's just another Plus, course. I mean, Detail. when you're reading, too, yeah. if somebody's narrating to you, that just starts becoming yeah. par for the course. Good books are right. over-detailed. Like, but, for sure. You need those, but with movies... The visual medium of sights and sound. Uh, yeah. It, you just, you know, you've got to tell me once. I get it. The, I get the it. one monologue he has at the end, when he te- he's telling you the last time before right. he beats the game, would have been enough. Sure. It would have that, I, yeah. While he's doing While it. he's doing it. I don't it. need to build up to it. No. no. So there were like a couple of major, major differences that I'll throw out there. Damien, you can tell me if, you, if these bugged you as much as they bugged me or, or whatever, but... Like, he's not actually supposed to meet any of the real people until, like, the very last act of it. Oh, okay. So, in reality, he only knows their avatars, and they beat the game, essentially, almost before he ever sees what any of those people look like. And, like, they were calling him Sho in the movie, I think in the book it's Shoto. Yeah. Like, those two characters are supposed to be presented as brothers, but in reality, they're both dudes that are around the same age and one of them dies like in real life oh shit like one of them gets thrown out the window by real life ioi people because Mm -hmm. in the book the evil corporation ioi tries to go and take out each of the characters in real life when they start winning so what what happens with wade basically does happen in the book right only they're successful with with Shoto. Shoto, yeah, they actually kill him. Kill and him. that yeah. actually adds some, like, levity to yeah. the situation. Like, holy say, shit, this the, is real. The violence in this, like, the real-world violence in this very is so intense. disconnected. Yeah. It's very intense. It's very yeah. intense. Like, when characters are, like, pointing guns at each other's face, right. I'm like, gee, it's just... It's, right. it's ridiculous. It's, it's very jarring, yeah. like, when I mean, you see it. And I think maybe, maybe it's supposed to be, but it, be on, feels, yeah. it feels a little accidental. It, it's... The uncomfortable, like how uncomfortable I get seeing some of these characters with guns and shooting guns, I, it's like a raw discomfort. Like, and I'm like, like I don't think this was meant to happen. I think I'm supposed to like like guns and movies because it's action, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. this is nuts. Like right. this is if he's trying to make some critique about like violence in video games and how you're desensitized by seeing violence in the real world, something possible. like that. Maybe. But but I don't the confidence. The way that I, I agree with you, the awkwardness I felt by seeing like two characters who are kids point silencers at this head yeah. of the company. So that, like, Jesus, you can't time. murder him. Yeah, I'm not, weird. I don't want you to murder him. That didn't yeah. happen in the book. Yeah, it's weird. You know, there was a lot of stuff that, like that whole driving sequence in the beginning for the first. Yeah, like the, the first, first challenge. Gate, that and, wasn't mm-hmm. how it and, was in the book. And like the, it does speed it up. Like yeah. it, it takes what is probably like the first. I don't know, 10 or so chapters yeah. of the book Damn. and gets it all into one thing and then you're already in it. So like, wow. all right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's pretty different. When, uh, what's his name? Ben Mendelssohn? The oh, guy playing. from Rogue One. Rogue Rogue one. When yeah. he blows he's up that Sorrento. stack, yeah. I'm like, oh, you yeah. just murdered like fucking 30 so, people. What are you fucking doing? I think so more than 30 Yeah, but yeah. Jesus. It so was... that actually happens in the book and like, you know how there was like that crabby older lady? Yep. Um, yeah. In the movie where she was just like, we know what you did. Yeah. In the book, she dies. Like, that's supposed uh, to be, like, a nice neighbor that Wade, like, talked to every day. It's too bad. And it's oh, supposed so to be, she, like... She said, what's up to him when he, when he right. came down the rope. It's yeah. supposed to be, like... Oh, with the best line of dialogue in the whole movie. What did you say? He sa- she says, just like, 
Alright, uh, life getting you down character we've just been introduced to for the first time in this movie? And he's yeah. just like, it's like, alright. Yeah. Also, too, call yeah. out to uh, the witch dad popping up in this yeah, movie yeah. as well. He was it's in the Hurricane Heist. Oh, God. I and he's the witch dad, that. and he's just like walking around in some PJs, yeah. showing up to set, I think, for one day to Must act be. with the character that's uh, Wade's mom's sister. Which he decides to call her my mom's sister. You like, that's my your, mom's sister. That's your, that's like, your aunt, dude. Yeah. You can call her your it's aunt. Like, that yeah. is the least impactful way to care about someone's uh, death. Yeah, ever. <laughs> and her stupid boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah. Whatever. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know. So, what else? Well, um, I mean, the challenges were different. One of the things that they changed significantly is Artemis. Right. Where, like, part, part of it is just it being sped up, but also... A lot of the... They gave some of Wade's story to yeah. Artemis. So, like, she That's ends up being the badass character. She's sure. like who, instead of him in the book, getting himself arrested so he can get in and mess up the orb at the end that mm-hmm. is yeah. the fourth field. Um, she goes on that adventure kind of. Right. Yeah. She, like, that goes to her. So, like, she ends up becoming the badass character. But that also might be a response to some of the backlash early on. Because the book doesn't have a whole lot for the female characters to do. That's yeah. true. Yeah. They're there. She's always but... admired as in the book as like knowing her shit and being yeah. really awesome gamer. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely like this love interest for for his character. I definitely enjoyed that she had yeah. some stuff yeah, to they, do. Again, yeah, I, I love good. the the five main characters. Yeah. I we're gonna have to get there at some point. That fucking shining scene oh, is amazing. I it's pretty cool. I loved every single second of that. I was like, are they going to show me a CGI Jack Nicholson? Like, are they going to... Th- is yeah. that from the book, specifically no, The Shining? Not, no, not at all. Wow, yeah. and that, that, that's insane. That concept uh-huh. fe- features significantly the book. It Where that you can go into a movie and, like, play the movie, essentially? Not or? like they did. They make it yes. like a haunted house that you can go into as... Oh, uh, okay. But, but it's different movies and uh, maybe stuff they couldn't get the property rights for. right that's true. i mean that's as soon as they brought up the shining I mean, and i was like wait really a second well. i heard about the shining thing before and, oh, you I, did. Actually, nice. and I actually hadn't seen the shining so i'm like the uh um, oh, I'm, I'm like h yeah yeah um and f- well h h hasn't seen the shining because she doesn't like scary movies scary movies but not she, because she she's also a do terrible it. fucking it was person. weird that also, she, you just did spoiler so, spoiler for people who haven't seen it. Oh, no, we're in spoilers we're right in now. Spoilers. We can do No, everything. no, I know. Yes. But, I mean, spoiler is that H is actually... I think I think in the book her name was, like, Harriet. Was it always Helen? It's, it's Helen, Helen in this one. That actress is awesome. I do not understand. So, Lena Waithe. She's, she's on cool. uh, Master, Master None. Oh, she's nice. Awesome. She's, and I, she wrote, like, that awesome episode, the Thanksgiving episode, yeah. that, that she won. She's, like, the first, like, gay black woman to win a, a screenwriting Oscar. I do not understand why they released who these people are, the actors. Like, if you look at IMDb, I'm going to be able to find out. But they, like, specifically made posters where it's like, it's that character and this person's playing them. And so it's like, the reveal was like, I knew he's an 11-year-old kid. She might have wanted that. to be like, yo, I'm in this fucking movie. Like, put my name on the poster. I guess. Maybe, but but I was surprised that they revealed that. I think in my head, like, the only thing i've seen at all recently where they got away with keeping secrets is the new twin peaks like true everything mm. else i i expected continue keeping the secrets too because yeah. i have not seen it yeah oh. well this is not the spoiler <laughs> this is not the twin peaks spoiler cast. but like with with when that was coming out 
not not to get too far into Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah. but like the if you went on IMDb, as each new episode came out, you got more cast people. But even when it was it was done and released, they still weren't releasing who was in the cast in the next uh, episode. That's like pretty they, good. I like that, that is good. They kept that under wraps the whole time, which was yeah. awesome. That and like, wacky little David Lynch. And the information on IMDb was wrong. Like they like they had like so and so in eighteen episodes. No, they were in three. Nice. Like they, they, but like false they, information. I've never seen any other production be able to keep those kind of secrets about I mean you hear mm-hmm. about like something it's like you know, like the Empire Strikes Back like you give people different copies of the scripts so right. you know who Darth Vader is like I think those things like happen um, but I wouldn't expect this movie to try and really keep her a secret yeah, yeah no I mean and I, and I, especially and, like, because she's know, so big on know, Master of None and everything they want yeah. to get her in there I just don't think like having a character poster specifically revealing yeah, this thing that is yeah. like it's supposed to have weight to it in the movie, it's and, just that and again, that's cool on a poster, that's not a you know? like, yeah, that's not a that's not a dig at the movie because you know three years from now this movie is going to exist, but the marketing campaign is pretty much gone. Yeah, sure. like somebody can come to this and watch it for the first time, and they don't know. And definitely, when you're reading the book, that's a big reveal. They don't hint at it. No. Like they lead mm-hmm. you to believe that H is, is a guy, is his best friend, and then. Yeah. Artemis is the one who's joking around, like, you don't know what I look like in real life. I could be a 300-pound man, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she's the one who kind of pokes fun at Wade, like, you don't like the real me. She's, like, real insecure about it. I was genu- I was genuinely surprised uh, by finding out who H was. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. this is cool. I thought the reveal was fun. Um, without reading the book, I did not think it happened I think too that they... early. I could definitely see the weight of it being better if it yeah. was, like, kind of either in the height, the climax of the adventure, right. or in the, the denouement. I think they made Shoto or Show an actual kid in the movie so that kids watching the movie would have somebody else to yeah, connect to. Of, me, of course. Exactly. Because in the book, it's an older yeah, guy. Well, one teenager. is older than the other, but they're both. They both because it, the, the storyline in the book takes place over the course of you know more than a year. Right. Oh, and mm-hmm. it's, you have all of the people who are the, the Gunters have been that for a number of years already. And then the whole story itself unfolds over, I don't know, at least a year and a half. Right. This is big. In the book, the events of um, Holland, who's the guy that created the Oasis? Halliday. Halliday. James Halliday. Him passing away, is that like an event that happens within the book Mm -hmm. and that kicks everything off? Whereas in the movie, they're like, oh, he died like five years ago and nobody's been able to find anything. That, that, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's kind of at the start of the book. It, it opens with this having had happened. Oh, so it's right. the same. Okay, it, I I thought it was weird because the way the marketing pushed the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, he dies, and he goes, hey, suckers, there's that, and everybody's like, oh, we gotta go. Right. I really liked the idea. It's like it was really exciting, and then nobody could find him because it's so fucking hard. Yeah, right. People have pretty much given up. Yeah, that was the idea. I like that. So that that's still the idea in the book, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, like the other major things that I was thinking of that were a little bit different were, ooh, what else? I mean, like, I really, the, the whole sequence of The Shining was really fucking it's awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah, and they keep is cool. pushing it. Yeah. And you're just like, are they, they are really pulling this off, right? Yeah. And that's like, I, I will fight to the death about this scene. I yeah, think that they great. pull it off so well. I think that it's. It's a little jarring because it kind of stands out from like the rest of the movie, and it's like scary. It is scary. It's like yeah. horrifying. Yeah. When he's like almost drown, age is almost like drowning in yeah. blood. I'm like, this is. Or yeah. when he's disgusting. in the knife fight with the zombie lady, yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. fuck this. Like, it's scary. <laughs> I like yeah. that they use footage from the original 
uh, Shining, because that's the same actress, yeah. I think. I'm yeah. fairly certain that they did that on you purpose. You can kind of tell that when the camera is like facing her, you can tell that H is is kind of really like he's like superimposed in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. Which they have to. It makes sense. Like when they showed them walking into the sequence down the stairs. Yeah, that was like a good example yeah. of it. Like the CGI or or the it's that Roger Rabbit like, shit. Like, yeah, it's like, really yeah. good. It's no. tangible. You can feel a weight to it. It feels yeah. like it's there, even though your eyes are telling you. And the sound that's design of the movie is really good too. Like every time H moves, even in that right. space, it like it sounds different. Like. Mm-hmm. All that school. I did think it was weird that H had the Chucky doll. I he, love that, that. No, that was awesome. But yeah, it's but weird he doesn't that like he doesn't horror. like horror movies. Yeah. yeah, it's like why do you got this? Well, he's got a yeah. weapon. He won it. Yeah, isn't that how games work? Yeah, in the book, it's a little weird. In the book, H doesn't. That's do, a great like, moment too. The Chucky moment is mechanics. fantastic. We get our one. We get our one fuck. <laughs> Because yeah, it's a PG thirteen, we get one fuck, and it's Chucky. it's fucking Chucky. It's like that's perfect. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, and in the book, it's not. Um, H is supposed to be like a... He's a competitive gamer. Yeah, like a competitive gamer, so like plays other people for points. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a auto body shop. Well, he's kind of bold but, in the movie. Because yeah. they start, when you first meet him, he's on Doom. Right. Yeah. And he's fucking people up and right. getting that coin. Which I, I looked at Doom as like, that's like multiplayer, worldwide, like competitive gaming. Yeah. That's what I was like, oh, you right. go to that planet when you want to like... Fuck some shit up. up and power. Yeah. Up. Well, you're yeah. trying totally. to get some fucking some dough. You play Call of Duty for a few hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. And like the world looks cool. I like that. I I think the the big like the the last big action set piece was pretty cool. Iron Giant action wise. So the thing I didn't like about so this is what I was talking about before. Yeah, Iron Giant. You're wrong. Is not a gun. <laughs> no, I know. No, yeah, that's, that's what he says. But that's who. That's what Iron Giant is. Iron Giant is a gun. Yeah, but did. It's almost the whole I think idea. It's a dis, the, it's a the whole idea of the Iron Giant is Brad Berg came up with the idea like what if a gun didn't want to be a gun? That's what that's what the Iron Giant is. He's a weapon, and yeah. he's like, but I don't want to be a weapon. But we agree that he doesn't want to be a weapon, right? Yeah. So why the fuck is he shooting people in this movie? Well, because he they're he's using him as a weapon. Using, I know. I don't like that. Well, he's kind of uh, using he's kind of using him like Voltron, which I feel like wasn't yeah. Voltron in the book. Gundam. I, well, I think that... No. The Gundam is in the movie. Gundam. It, it, Gundam. It, it is, but it's... Uh, it's different in the book. I think oh, it's not Iron Giant in the book. Right. Yeah, they, Iron they, Giant's not in the book. But I think they took that because that's the identifiable mm-hmm. American giant robot. Yeah. As opposed to each of the high five have their own giant Japanese robot. robot. Right. And then each of the Sixers who have gotten their last key, they each have their own giant robot. Plus, so like, doesn't, doesn't uh, the main character have, like... They they use stuff from Star Wars like they're using like Tie Fighters and shit like that that definitely yeah. didn't end up in the movie. So like well, they, they couldn't really use Star Wars stuff, right? right? Probably like Disney was probably the one. I that heard, they're like, I heard really... one Tie Fighter scream when they're going into like the disco planet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, you he- I swear to God, you hear one like yeah, like you hear one Tie Fighter. I'm like, well, I was I'm like I'm looking for it. like where the fuck is that thing? They, they, they may have gotten like little permissions, like you for like little shit like that, but you couldn't make it a set piece. Yeah, but I, I, I think it might have been hard to sell the movie if the ending sequence was a battle of giant Japanese robots. I want that. I, I still want I see that. What you mean. Well, yeah. and, like that's what Ernest Klein wants too. Like he, right. he wrote it because like giant Japanese robots fighting each other would be awesome. And yeah. like, wasn't the book like? I mean, it the, wasn't like a weird gauntlet. Glove. Well, that's what the Gundam was. Well, no, but in, in, in the in the book, it was uh, like you got an action figure, and it was like a tiny. Oh, so they kind of did that with the cars, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like so it's just like a little that. different 
with how well, they but, handled uh, it. Well, but Sorrento's Mechagodzilla, I think, was that. Right. He, but it's, like, it would have been awesome to get to see Voltron battle Mechagodzilla. Totally. And I don't know, man. When Gundam Iron, fighting when, Mechagodzilla was still... Yeah. That's still good. And I think they handled Iron the Giant. Gundam. Iron Giant fighting Mechagodzilla. I was yeah. like, this is... I never knew that I wanted this. I'm not saying it didn't <laughs> look cool. I just, like, I... Part of me was like, a little grumpy about it. I'm just gonna tell yeah. you. I'm gonna tell you to fuck yeah. off with that. Like, yeah, well, they're using him as a character. Yeah. They gotta well, use him. Yeah. They gotta. The thing that makes that awesome is what was missing from the rest of the movie for me probably because they couldn't get the property rights. Like, That's actually true. getting to see all of this stuff together, like, the, there's a, in the book, there's a big set piece in the Blade Runner world. Like, right. I, I want to see Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Me and Robbie both, like, perked up. We're like, our sweet, our sweet Denis. Have you seen the new Blade Runner? No, but I'm, I'm going, I'm just buying everything. It's so good. You're a grown-up who does grown-up stuff, right? I have a toddler. Oh, yeah. He, he, he can't watch. He or she cannot watch. He's like a Langolier. He eats all my time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just show him Blade Runner. That's teach a him, Stephen teach King. Ah, Finnegan. Stephen mm-hmm. King? Dark Sour? That was a Stephen King, yeah. I kind of wish that the... Speaking of Stephen King, and I'll go on there. I kind of wish that the high five were a little bit more diverse not just in diversity but in like age and like status yeah kind of because like in they like, kind of are in the book more so than they made than them they are because they're all just kind of like a group of kids yeah I, like, I think they sell it better in the book like they, they're they're i think the movie's kind of right it, it's you know you have you know multiple genders you have people, multiple nationalities yes but like it's weird that like they all show up in this in columbus ohio yeah that doesn't at, happen in the, in the book 10 minutes they're all have. like you know, places. the two the two Asian kids are actually in Asia, and then like yeah. they like fly yeah. over and, and like Simon Pegg is kind of wasted because in the book yeah. Ogden Morrow is used a whole lot more. He is. He's oh, a really? he's a guy. He's, I did not well. know that Simon Pegg was in this movie. Me I neither. Also again, and that. he showed up, and yeah. I was just like, "Have they been keeping this a secret?" And then if you look at the poster, Simon Pegg is right there. So, oh. but we were because there's so much going on in the poster that you don't even notice it, and I'm like. How did this go over my head that Simon Pegg is like one of the main characters in this movie? So like a big difference in the book is that the character of Ogden Morrow, Simon Pegg, he like sees that they're doing better and doing better. And then he also like sees on the news or whatever. He knows that like Iowa is fucking with the kids and like trying to find them. Mm -hmm. And like Wade Watts has like gone into hiding after the stacks blow up. And he's used his, like, he, like, I forget what he does. He, like, just does advertising and other bullshit deals so that he gets actual money to use in the real world. So he gets himself an apartment. He gets himself better gear. And then he's just trying to, like, get better and figure everything out. And then he gets himself captured so that he goes in and, like, learns the secrets. Does all, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff. What is... um... And Agdemaro, like, comes and, like, Mm -hmm. picks them all up and is like, hey, come to my house where you guys can play and you'll be safe. And like a safe house. And he like sets them all up to play the last uh, act of, because of the game. Like that that one Willy Wonka element like these are kids from around the world. Right. He brings who, them who, together. Who are part of like the billion plus people, multiple yeah. billion plus people who are playing. Right. Like it's just it for the movie you need to get them together again, but having them all show up in Columbus in the middle is weird. It, it is weird. Like they yeah. it works better when they are all legitimately like Poor to middle class people, but the fancy billionaire who swoops knows, in, yeah, and, and he only does it not like out of nowhere. It's not, it's not this day like machia per se, mm-hmm. because it's public knowledge what is happening, yeah. right? And he has you know super user access to the system. He can 
here and see what's happening. Plus, like in the in the book, it, in the um, I I don't know if it's if this is just how I thought of it, but I think H is a little bit younger in the book, maybe, or like I don't know. But at the end of the book, there's sort of like a cool kinship where. Um, you know, like she reveals who she is to Ogdemoro and he's like, you must be H. And she's all like grinning because she yeah. like has a minute where she's told Wade Watts like how like she's not girly and she was kind of a disappointment to her family because mm. she's like not a typical girl. Kind of like a she, exactly. So it's kind of like a cool like, hey, Ogdemoro is going to be like your new fake dad. Somebody who understands you. Someone's going to get you. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't but, use him at all really in the movie. But it's, I don't know how you get it all in. So yeah. like, and in, in taking stuff out, I think that's what made me think that if you had taken even more out, you would have get gotten a less rushed movie that made a little bit more yeah. sense. The I movie do. can definitely be tightened up. That's oh, its yeah. biggest. There's its biggest flaw is like so you know, its heart. Its heart is it. in the right place, but it's just yeah. not. It's not connecting because it's just it's a mixed bag of just like it's very clumsy. It's just. I think you know when you're jumping between the human characters and their avatars you're not really getting t- enough time with either and you're not developing like what they're doing and why I should care about them and like I, like they're, they tell you why you should care yeah. about them I get it mm-hmm. I get it but I don't feel for any of them really yeah like, I think I think the fact that they kind of took some of um of Wade's character and gave it to Artemis was cool for the girl character to be more kick butt but you're like splitting too much maybe? yeah it kind of made me like less like, I didn't give a shit about Wade. Whereas, like, in the book, you really care about Wade. You're like, he's really altruistic. He's, he yeah. kind of, like, puts himself out there There's for the There's almost no guys. reason for him to be the protagonist and not yeah. Artemis in this, in this version. It was kind of kinda weird that Artemis kept being like, yeah, you're the one who's going to win. And I'm like, well, you could win <laughs> in yeah. this scenario. You're doing, you're you literally doing, you're doing more. <laughs> and, like, her character in the book, like, even at the very last minute, she is still bothered that she's not the one winning. Right, like like she she uh, she's like, like that's she's, that's out of there completely. Yeah, she, she's really competitive. Yeah. She's bonded with him, like they're all tight. But like sh- this is legitimately the core of her. She wants being. to win. Yeah, and, and like for all of them, like the only reason that uh uh Shioto wants to help is because his brother was murdered. Yeah, because Daito dies. So like, or one of them dies. I forget which one. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like for um. Artemis, it's really weird to see her just kind of give that up. Yeah. Because for all the characters, like, they the love. The yeah, core of lame. their being is Live. they've been doing this their, their you know, whole forced. young lives. Oh yeah. God. The whole um, romance thing was. It was forced. It was just quick. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't care. Well, and like, for. <laughs> like, she, she does have the birthmark in the book, but it's, it's meant to be a lot more pronounced. Yeah. It's, it's not. You know, otherwise. Hollywood actress body and then this small discoloration over the eyes. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you're gonna be disappointed with the way it looks. Like because you have like a a thing. Like I don't fucking know. Like, and that's just so I think it's like give yourself. I like that she uh, yeah. puts like it into Olivia her Cook. avatar yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. later on. I I dig that. That's yeah. cool. And that you know that didn't happen in the book. That was a cool it's thing to add to the movie. Idea. Yeah. I liked that idea. Yeah. I liked yeah. Olivia love, Cook. Love yourself. Yeah, love she was time. good in Meet Earl and the Dying Girl. Um, how was <laughs> IOI handled in the book, and how is that different from the movie? I mean, that was pretty tight. Pretty similar. There, I don't remember there being so much of a like hit woman, 
like there was. Oh yeah, the, oh, the yeah. woman from Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Where I was like, I was like, same android girl, same hit woman. So yeah, no, that that's a whole new character. Like that, and her function doesn't exist in the book either. Yeah, like they 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 do have. Uh, you know, teams of people who do try to kill the two characters, and mm-hmm. like if they could get the rest, they would try to do that too. But there's no like hidden resistance of of kids. I thought or that was like, that I was stupid. The whole Hold resistant Wait, angle. The, what? Somebody watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine that worked on this movie and went, Sneaker "Oh shit!" Like they were like, "It's the same haircut." The same oh, face, the like, same character, like the same identity. Somebody like that actress yeah. was like watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine with her friends, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm really excited. I'm in Ready Player One. It's coming out this year. I, I think I did a really great job. I developed this character, and it's really cool." <laughs> oh fuck! What? Oh, why was her character's same. name Finale? Is that her name? Yeah, Finale. Oh, yeah. that's stupid. It was stupid. That was stupid. Well, she's was, right there in the. She's the Finale. Uh, she finishes things. <laughs> I Man, when they when they kick her out of that, car, you and me, Gurge and I we jumped. Like, we were like, God. "What happened? You just murdered well, when the, that when person!" When the eleven-year-old throws like the tank of something at her, it's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah he like throws like a tank and like, like kerosene like, gas or something." Just, like, just like, hits her in the that. gut, and she's like, <laughs> "Again, that's like the the violent stuff that starts happening." It like weird, just rips yeah. me out, where I'm just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, there's no that doesn't happen in the book. She's not going to turn the coins when she hits the ground. There's no need for the kids to really be violent. Well, like, I, I think it's to introduce real world stakes, but uh, you only yeah. do that if you actually don't mm-hmm. take. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can get kicked seriously. in the balls and yeah. it's going to hurt. It's but. like in the Matrix when it's like, you know, in the Matrix they're doing like, we're doing all this crazy shit, but then in the real world it's like someone like punched them in the face and they're like on the floor. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're, they're going for that vibe. And I, that's a good thing to go for. I just think the violence is so visceral. It was really amped up. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, the IOI stuff, I like. Got it, but it was it, like not that it was confusing. It was just like it a, was very, a little confusing. Was a little, in the movie. It was a little like it was hard for me to follow because I'm like, all right, so in five years, there this guy dies, and he's like, we have this secret Easter so egg. Steve Jobs dies. Steve Jobs dies, yeah. and like I, Steve Jobs is just like I put all all the Easter eggs are in the computer, so you guys gotta get the Easter eggs. And then a corporation builds from the ground up to Whoa. start harvesting and farming. I, I think to get it's, this thing. they already existed, but they were internet service providers. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and then they started gearing towards... Yeah, because they, they talk okay. about, like, you know, they they uh, collect on debt. And the way they do this is by, like, the loyalty... Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be, like, you work off your... They your slave debt. labor you and you work off but your debt. I think in, that's in their the thing. And they're like, right. we can make more money by introducing advertising, which I think is a good bad guy for a movie. I think we can all... Yeah. Get behind like yeah, oh, advertising sure. is like bad. It makes sense that like they want to control the OE. It's like it's yeah. like um, they kind of go into neutrality. Kind of, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. You know, they go into it a little bit more in the book so that you understand it when Wade gets himself captured. Like the idea that okay, while you're paying off your debt, you're also racking up new debt because they're feeding you, they're providing you housing. All this, it's yeah. kind of BS. Like it's just like indentured servitude. Exa- yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, I thought the IOI. Like <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the IOI stuff. It was just a little confusing because I'm just like they're so built up and equipped to do these things. Yeah, uh, and like it could be just a suspension of disbelief thing on my end that I just should have done, but it was a lot. I thought. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but my my hope. He, uh, Ernest Klein is writing a sequel to Ready Player One now. So really, I don't you, know. You, I, don't, I don't know how you do that. You hope, or he is. No, he is. Ah. Oh. I would jump right into a sequel to this movie. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't read the other book that he came out with, Armada. I listened but I heard to it's not a third of it. it. It's more like a 
if you've read Ender's Game, you don't need to read to read Armada. All right. I have, Fair. and I've read Ender's Shadow, so I'm good. Yeah, but like it's I've read all the Ender. Good. It's Ender kind of, it's kind of taking like the Ender's Game. Like it's this premise of like you ever you read know, Game? Shadow of the Hedgehog. No, I'm shaking my head at you because you've read Ender's Game and you haven't seen the fucking Shining. Yo, one <laughs> Ender's Game is good. Man. One, Ender's Game is a good book. Uh, I read it in high school. One does sick. not take multiple days I, to experience. I haven't seen The Shining in its entirety. It's okay. Putting that out I, for, I forgive you. We're friends. <laughs> I've, I've only seen Mike looks like he's going to die right now. He's so pissed. Fucking Hungover, monsters. Angry. <laughs> Little tiny beasts. There's a lot. I have to watch like both Guardians of the Galaxy this week. I don't give a shit. And, you know. You would lot, lo- I have to watch a lot of shit for stories. You would love The Shining. It's a, it's a job. I would. It's yeah. a job. It's, it's a job so where I have to sit good. down and be like, I'm going to All right, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. Okay. I'm down. That's how I guess I'll watch the Oh, that's right. It started, too. Uh, I haven't started season two because I have to. You have to do that. That's, that's smart. I like that. Yes. Okay. So we're doing wrap, a podcast next. Let's wrap this up. We're wrapping this up. Uh, yeah. Just doing think, coffee talk. Yeah. Now we're just doing coffee <laughs> talk. Really Damien, as as the guest here, did you have some anything else that you really wanted to get closing thoughts off yeah. your off your chest about this about this? I'm really excited about a sequel, and I hope that they make a movie. Because um, I want to go, I want to sit in a movie theater for another two hours. And... But like, it's a cool world. I don't know what you do with it at this point, but yeah, if I, I'm very interested to read anymore. a sequel to the book because I don't see how you right what what the stakes are at the point. Because like the 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 whole drama of the world is largely wrapped up, except for everyone's poor and has no yeah. like real purpose yeah. to their lives. So like, <laughs> that could be a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, the, the, Mad the, Max, yeah. we get a Terminator Two. The thumbs up at the end. Terminator 2 is like, 1991, so it's not just 80s nostalgia. No, it's true. Well, also, you know, no, they, yeah, had, uh, they had the Master Chiefs in there, which I thought was funny because Steven Spielberg has been attached to like a Halo series oh, really? forever. Oh, it's yeah, like one not. of it's one of those production hell things where it's ah. just, he's not. No, he's not. But he's, he's been not. he's been like in you the know, uh, forever. Guillermo del Toro was attached to the Halo movie at one point, and I, I was like, there that. we fucking go. It You've got been, it. It would have been sick, and they just are not fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. I was you know when I was watching this movie, and this is kind of my last point that I wanted to bring up, uh, and you, I'll give the floor to you guys, but. I, I was when I was watching this movie. I'm like, I wish this was just a really long video game that I could play. <laughs> I would love. You know how it they would like be a big really mar- great game. That's what you I'm know saying. how they make video games for like big blockbuster movies and stuff like that. Like they used to do that. Yeah. Is there a video game for Ready Player One? No, like other I, I would love to play that. Yeah. I would rather like if I could have played this game. And like I think that's even when like the properties and franchise yeah. things gets even more confusing. Totally. That's, that's why it's the not world happening. sharing. But like just watching this movie, I'm like I just wish. Like the agency of, the, of all these characters are so lame. I just wish I was the guy. Yeah. I wish I could I be was the one the doing all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do it because like it would be more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need to have the weird crotch touch uh, sensor bar. Yeah, I feel like they made a lot of that. I <laughs> want it. I I would love it. I would love. It. I'd love it. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I would never. You guys stop. Break, you guys would break up. It'd be over. Or you guys can move far away and you can still dangle this pepper. That's good too because that technology would be good for uh, long distance relationships. Absolutely, yeah. you guys can dangle each other's peppers from far away. Yeah, peppers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, what are you doing with this pepper thing? Peppers. You call it, do, do you, you guys, call it your pepper? Do you guys not call it your peppers? No. What do you guys call it? Your who was? Call it. Your bojangles? It's uh, I call, I call them Snow White. Snow White. What? I don't know. Sleeping Beauty. Just made Making it up because I see you got Snow White on your. <laughs> we just got. We just had the Snow White Blu-ray. Kirsten bought it the other day. Uh, no, I think the movie's. I think the. I think the movie's cool. I think it's fun. It's. It's nothing special, but I no. think it's. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, like, if you are even remotely interested in it, it's exactly what you think it is. Check it out on the big screen. It's worth the ten bucks to throw at it because it is kind of fun. 
We saw it in a really good theater, and I definitely liked it. Yeah, I like it's it's just the movie is stunningly pretty, and like the the race set piece and the big final battle at the end is fucking cool. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking cool. I like it. Know? It's fu- it's cool. Fun it's a fun. Cool I want to see Gundam fight Mecha Godzilla forever. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> really fucking cool. You know, I just wish that the character motivations were a little bit better. Yeah. Or just some people like talk. No one's fucking talking and saying anything that matters. Mm. All the dialogue is so stunted, and it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's why it's so frustrating. You're watching this Steven Spielberg movie. You're like, all right, just get to the next fucking shooty thing. I guess like, every I every word said in exposition of some kind. Yeah, like, it, it's just here is the words that get you to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adventure was the first thing to have an Easter. <laughs> You didn't get it by winning. You're kind of much as a final. Just keep playing. It's a game we got when the redheaded scientist lady says it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, enough. I, I, <laughs> it shows on her, and I'm just like, she's going to say it again, isn't she? She's going to fucking say it again. And you're just waiting, and you're like, is she going to do it? And then she's just like, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, any closing thoughts on uh, my book readers? The audiobook is great. Yeah, man. Check out the audiobooks. I'm definitely That's a good takeaway from this episode. Yeah. You'll All still right. enjoy it. All right, guys. Damien, thank you for joining us. Yeah. We'll have to thank have you, you on, on more things. On a fun You thing. should come on our show <laughs> called Real Page Turner. Because you seem like a boy who does books. And that one is not on too tight a schedule. I like books. <laughs> As likes books. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to get you on some more stuff. <laughs> um, but thanks for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for joining us and listening to this hot take that is now cooled off into a gelato type substance. Right? You can go on storiesfrombeacon.com and you can do things like buy a fucking t-shirt or listen to more podcasts and or and, and listen to articles if you have that functionality. Or you can read them yeah. with the ears that are your eyes. Well we said. all agree with that? Yeah. Well said. Cool. Yeah. So go do that. Go on our various social media medias. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We do things on those. Mostly Instagram and Facebook. Um, there are some tweets out there. There's some tweets. Some tweets. We'll be back with more hot takes, more all story screen shit that we do, more episodes of the things. And thanks again for listening. Thank Peace you. out. Bye. Bye. Wow. Do it. Wow. Do it.